starting off the show here on this Tuesday with our very good friend, the pride of UCLA, as I like to say, 12-year veteran in the NBA and an NBA champion and uh, a regular on the show, my man Tracy Murray in the house. In the house. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. You said frustrations, huh? <laughs> it's a terrible Tuesday. Go ahead, vent terrible away. Terrible Tuesday, man. I'm frustrated. We're not in the. If we were in the the tournament now, mm-hmm. we have a legitimate shot of winning it. You'd be the favorite. Are you kidding me? You'd be the number two seed, the only number two seed. You'd be the odds-on betting favorite. So here's the here's the frustration. All right. Injuries. Yeah. A damn bona shoulder. Mm-hmm. Jalen Clark, Achilles. Mm-hmm. We have those two guys. And Jalen Clark is uh was named in what national defensive player of the year this right. year. I right. mean today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you add our rim protector, which is a Dembona, who can guard anybody on the floor, one through five. You add Jalen Clark, defensive player of the year, second leading scorer for the Bruins, and second leading rebounder. That changes a lot of things. <laughs> changes everything. Right. So, so yeah, that's my frustration for the day. There you go. There it is. See, we start on terrible Tuesday with Tracy Murray's, uh, uh, venting. Terrible about to... Tracy Murray. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> TTM. I like that. There it is. All right. Uh, West Regional Final. Uh, you guys were there. The Bruins. Tracy, of course, does a great job in the UCLA Bruins network, as we all know. Saw you that night. I saw you as well, too. And I wanted to try to get down there a little bit earlier. Matter of fact, I was on the opposite side. Right. And when you rolled in, uh, you probably didn't see me, but I saw you. You went right in front of us. I was, I was actually sitting with Mark Davis. That's when I was on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side, exactly. And so I see this guy rolling in. I was about ready to go, hey, and he's like, he's scrambling. He goes, I'm on the wrong side. It's like you're over there, man. I walked to that side and saw nothing but laptops. Didn't see no headphones. Right. No get no yeah. engineer equipment. Yeah. I was like, let me get to the other side. I'm but you were early, side. man. You were real early. Hey, I got to see what we're about to play. Yeah, exactly. You had to be doing well, some scouting, we, right? If, if we had gotten past yeah. the game, yeah. Yeah. UConn, Arkansas that oh, night. Oh, wow. A beatdown, as you saw. I had to get up and take a walk. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I left at the 10 minute mark to, uh, that was, that was my meal time. I had to keep Oliver Miller from jumping off the cliff. <laughs> well, he bet. was mad up there in the stands. I bet. I bet. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, but, but really, are, are we surprised? I mean, maybe that kind of blowout, but, Arkansas undersized, UConn, the depth that they have, right. and now they turn out to be the favorite, you know, moving forward in the final four. But I want to talk with you, uh, just a- about that Thursday night because UConn, Arkansas, then your game mm-hmm. where you guys are playing Gonzaga and really, as you know, that had the feel of basically the regional final or a final four game. As Absolutely. we saw in 2021, that was a final four game where unfortunately, the Bruins were on the the wrong end of that Jalen Suggs half court shot, and I really believe Tracy that that UCLA was going to get the job done that that night despite the injuries that you talked about. And for the first half, we saw that we saw a thirteen point lead. I'm going like, okay, this is done. And I even went up to uh, the UCLA section, and our good friend Double B, who you remember from the Cosmopolitan, Brian, and I told him, I said, he was all all happy. The whole Bruins section was happy, and I said, don't worry, you guys are good. So when he come on the show on Friday, you know what he says to me? He goes, "Thanks a lot, TC, for playing the cooler. <laughs> Thank you very much." You know, you because t- I did. I said it to him. I said, "No problem. You guys are rolling. You might win this game by twenty. You, you know what? 
That's what I, it looked like. I, I I didn't think that way. Yeah. I, I'm never. I was never comfortable. Well, you're with the pessimist. Bro- though, no, no. But <laughs> I, I saw the Bruins lose a 17 point lead earlier this year yeah. to Illinois and lose right here in the same city. True. Same building. That's true. I saw us uh, lose an 18 point lead to USC and almost lose at home. Mm-hmm. Um, we've lost leads when we had them in the first half. I'd rather be down at halftime because yeah. the Bruins problem this year is they haven't played two halves so if we have a good first half i'm really nervous about the second half because they will always find a way to march their way back in the game we just hope that it's not enough to lose the game and we've had some really big games where we had big leads and lost the game to me they look like a tired team Right, they they were fatigued. Uh, the bench really was no help that night. The bench was very thin. Then you played seven guys, but I mean the two guys off the bench played played less than than eight eight minutes. And again, and then you, you, another one of your bigs got hurt in that game as well too. He, well, he was already hurt. Yeah, he was playing through injury. Kenny Kenny Newber ended up right. starting that game, and he he was probably about sixty five percent. He was you know playing through some type of hip flexor or hip something with his hip. Hmm. And I played through that. That's that's not fun. Um, it's hard to slide, uh, to to defend. Uh, hard to explode by somebody if you have to because you stretch that area out. Um, so he was already playing with something. Uh, you know, late in the season, you gotta you gotta knock on wood and just hope that there are no injuries. Uh, that's part of winning a national championship is that you're blessed enough to get through without injuries. And the injury bug hit us hard. Yeah. When you look at the game on Saturday night when Gonzaga beat, uh, rather, uh, UConn beat down Gonzaga, I mean, 82 to 54, mm-hmm. it, it, were there thoughts in your mind like, wait a minute, we could do better than this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this should be us right now, especially we go back to the game on Thursday night, the way it was lost. Right. And I don't know how you were feeling calling the action. I know, <laughs> you know, but to see, the way the Bruins went 11 and a half minutes without scoring a field goal was shocking to, to, to see that. But then I don't know how you felt and I, I want to hear how, how you felt. But for me, I'm going like, okay, now they're dead in the water. I mean, talk about the roller coaster of emotions. First half, they're rolling. They got away from everything they wanted to do. They're like a tired team. They have no depth right now. You leave, leaving Gonzaga, uh, the door open here. Not only did they, they open the door, they almost shut the door and they're up. Gonzaga's up eight. With like 105 to go. And then all of a sudden, Jaquez gets a three point play. Now there's some life. And then you take the lead. You take the lead with the three from, um, uh, Amari Bailey. Amari Bailey. And then now you're thinking, okay, we're playing Saturday night. I want to know what was going through your mind as you're calling this game. Big time swing of emotions because I, I've seen droughts all year. With UCLA, but normally their defense sustains the, the, the offensive drought. Normally, you know, the defense is standing up there. I was waiting on Operation Lockdown to take place. It never took place. Operation Lockdown is like the last four minutes. They normally shut your water off mm-hmm. and it never really took place. But what I did see was the heart of Jaime Hawkins. He's like, I refuse to lose. I'm not going out like this. And he took the game over. Mm-hmm. Then. We get to a point to where the ball swings over to Amari Bailey. I was lined up with that three. I knew that was yeah, in. Yeah. So, whoa, now you got the, you know, the emotions like, oh, we might get this thing done. <laughs> and then the old 
flip back. I mean, the old my, G right Villanova yeah, player. Shoot, my brother does that with me in adult leagues. Right. It's like, <laughs> I mean, that's the oldest play in the book. And to me, there were two mistakes against Gonzaga the last two times the Bruins played them. The Suggs mm-hmm. uh, shot and that Julian Strother shot. Yeah. There was no pressure. Right, at the point at all. Up in the front court. Yeah. yeah. You allowed them to come down and do what they wanted to do. And the pressures what got you back in the game. Exactly. So I don't know if they were tired and couldn't do it. I don't know if the plan was just to drop back and cover. But when you drop back and cover, now you're not in an aggressive, you know, in aggressive mindset. You know, it's easy to fall asleep if you drop back. If you're up and you're making them use time coming up the court, he may not even find Strother. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, they drop two guys back to the corner. Mm. If Timmy gets a long pass and he hits a three in the corner to beat you, I'll live with that. Correct. Yeah. I'm not living with mm. Strother getting a, yeah. a walk-in three-point shot in yeah. which he's capable of hitting. Yeah. You know he's capable of hitting. You Absolutely. saw you saw him do that all through high school Absolutely. around here. Yeah. My dad said he's he's you know, he's been compared to me shooting a basketball. Yeah. That's what I used to do. Yeah. So, to give a guy with that reputation that type of shot, I mean, it, it, nine times out of ten, you're going to lose that game. So it, it's funny because, you know, he in the huddle, he was uh, as fused as drawn up. And Strother says to him, he goes, if I'm open, can I take that shot? And Few goes, yes. And But wow, because that happened like right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going like. We're going, no, no, what are you doing? Oh, yes. I mean, because it was like a 35-footer. Now, it was a straight on look, like I, you said. I was lined up and with that one, too. And, I was like, oh, and no. And he's capable, yes. a, a, as we know. But, boom. Now, let's fast forward. There's 1.1 on the clock. And the one I was lined up with, the Tiger Campbell shot. How did he get a good look at that? And that almost went in a little bit long, but it was lined up. And it was like... Are you getting? I mean, where's Gonzaga's defense with one point one? Yeah, I, I think both teams kind of fell asleep at the wheel with those two shots. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's March Madness. You your your senses should be heightened, right? You know, because of everything that that happens in March. You know, you should not want that to happen to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, when when that Strother shot went in, I. I just knew it was done. Yeah. I knew it was done. That's sad, man. That's yeah. Sad. I felt bad for the seniors because, you know, this was a special group. If you're going to get it done, you're going to get it done with these guys. Yeah. They have experience. They've been to the Final Four. Um, you know, you, 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 the guys understand what it takes to win, uh, to sacrifice, uh, to be defensive-minded, to be tough. They, You know, they had – everything that they needed to win at least that game Hmm. um maybe bona comes back the next game against uconn who knows yeah yeah especially with a defensive team like ucla has one of the best defensive teams in the country to have those breakdowns that they had in the second half and especially Hmm. in the final seven seconds right right i mean i mean you possibly get your rim protector back so That erases every mistake out front, and it, and it allows you to be more aggressive defensively. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Timmy, when 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 I saw Bona in the back uh, before the game, and I looked at him, I was like, "You're not going." 
And he goes, "No, Mashoga." Because he played the game before. I thought he was going to I thought he was right. going to go. But then, but then when he dunked the ball, I think it popped out again. Uh-huh. And I think that's when he was like, "You know what? I'm done." Uh at least for this game, mm-hmm. you know. Uh I I I just don't, you know, I've seen shoulders pop out before and they don't they don't heal that fast. Yeah. And if if that's the case where it just keeps popping out, then he's not going to really be effective. You know, I thought that it might have scared him the dunk, and he was okay because he continued to play. Uh, so I thought he was going to be ready to roll this game. Maybe you know they thought that they, they were going to be okay. You know, but when Timmy busts out and have seventeen before you can blink, it's like oh, we're in for a long night. Yeah. Tracy Murray uh, joins us. A great career at UCLA, great career in the NBA. Your thoughts on Jaime Jaquez and Tiger Campbell at the next level? I love those dudes, man. I, I hope they get an opportunity to play at the next level. They're they're smart players. They play hard. Um, I think both of them are a coach's dream because they are coachable. They are, are great young men. Um Anything that you tell them to do, they will do. Um, that's not always the case in the NBA. You know, there's, you know, it's a players league. So it was a little bit of a rebellion sometimes where, you know, there are some guys that are not going to do what you say because it's a players league, mm-hmm. you know, but those guys, they're disciplined. You know, if they get an opportunity, I'm sure they'll take advantage of it because, you know, that, that's what they're shooting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal kids, man. Nice young men. All right, uh, back to the tournament here. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the tournament uh, so far outside of UCLA? I know you've been watching a lot of it here, and now we get to a Final Four, like we said at the beginning, mm-hmm. probably the most surprising, most shocking. We've got a nine seed in Florida Atlantic. You had two five seeds in uh, Miami and um, San Diego State, yep. uh, who we know pretty well. Yeah. And then you got the UConn team that you know, we saw firsthand here. Mm-hmm. What do you think, man? Well, um, Coach Cronin told me about San Diego State. They had a close scrimmage with them earlier in the season before the season started, and he told me they were really good then. Um, just looking at some of the personnel that they had, I did their game a couple of years ago, and they still had some of the same personnel. <laughs> so I'm like, well, Mensa, shot blocker, rim protector. I'm pretty sure he's gotten better since the last couple of years. You know, you had a couple other guys that was there, and then you you, you got seven the, seniors, man. Yeah, and then <laughs> then then you, you you get the kid that comes from Cal. Yeah, you know, we know about him. Yeah. He averaged yeah. nineteen a game up yeah. at Cal before he came down to San Diego State. So it's like they have talent, they have experience, mm-hmm. they have coaching. You know, they have motivation. So I, I knew they were going to be good. The other two, uh, Miami and 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 uh, F- F- was it FAU? FAU, yeah. Man, those guys just put on a display of refuse to lose. They're they're playing with house money. Yeah. You know, when you're playing with house money and, and and you're loose when everybody else is tight, you're playing a higher seed. They're going to be tight as a drum because they're not trying to lose to a Cinderella. They're, I mean, they're out there free stroking the basketball, yeah. man. It's like that. It's hard to play against teams like that, yeah. you know. And their chemistry is just off the charts. Everybody knows their role. The coaches. Uh, are coaching them up and you know and they're playing extremely hard you know and then the, they're ex- a lot of those uh mid-major teams are, are very experienced mm-hmm. people forget about you know these uh seniors from from high majors going to a mid-major school to help you know 
prolong their career and maybe try to get a, a look again. Um, but they're strengthening that team. Yeah. Now, FAU got a bunch of guys that are kind of young and, and, and they're still getting it done. But Miami, man, I mean, they, they're out there just playing free. And then we, we, we get to UConn. That jargon not is different. I think I think personally it's the UConn Invitational. I might be wrong because you never know. That's why you play the game. But to see and and you saw them, you saw them twice. Yeah. To see them in person, as big and as physical and as athletic, they have good guard play. They defend. They shoot the ball. I mean, I mean that. <laughs> Danny Hurley's doing an excellent yeah. job with them. They're well coached. This is a really good team. They're, they're the deepest team. Yes, Probably absolutely. in the entire tournament, too. Absolutely. And they're battle-tested. I mean, yes. to go through what they've gone through in the Big East mm-hmm. and to travel 3,000 miles the way they did, uh, considering tough. C- considering they had hotel problems, right. they had other other issues on the bus, stuff taken from them, mm-hmm. stole all that, and they just came in and said, no, we're on a mission. Right. They're focused, and I love the demeanor of these kids. You talk about Danny Hurley. This guy is acting like a maniac with less than a minute to go when he's up by 25 in both of these games. So does Bobby. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know. What is it? And that, and that comes from the top, from Bob Sr., right? Uh, man, I, I've Basketball been, family, I, man. I've been knowing the Hurley family yeah. for years. Bobby and I were McDonald's All-Americans together in 1989. We played against each other in college. We played against each other in the NBA. Uh, Danny, I've been watching him for years. Bob Sr., I met him at, when we were in McDonald's, and, and, and he's been an awesome coach and to know what they came from to where they are now and the success that they're having it's, it's no surprise man that Hurley family they know basketball I agree with you the UConn Invitational that's really what it seems like and if UConn does that and again these players weren't part of it but they, this is where they won it before you go back to 2014 Houston right. I mean they're they're used to this so as far as traveling you know again coming from Connecticut to playing in Vegas now you're going to Houston mm-hmm. they're the most veteran team I mean everything does kind of point to UConn but like you said this has been the tournament of upsets and uh, we'll see if uh, um, it continues older teams do well we always talk about right. that and then like you and I have talked about and you just hit it before uh, the transfer portal that yes. really just enhances all that. How much does guys going through this experience before, like may- being to previous NCAA tournaments mm-hmm. or just being around and coaching guys, like from a coach's standpoint as well, too, coaching guys that are 22 or 23, some that are 24, right. instead of you know 18 and 19 year old freshmen and sophomores. It it means a lot because. They know basketball. When you're coming in as a freshman, you're trying to figure it out. Um, you know what you do in high school. Uh, you know you, what you've been taught by your parents and your, and your high school coach and your AAU coach. Now you're in adjusting to another coach and another whole system. By the time the third and fourth year come around, if that is the case, um, you, you know what your coach wants. Uh, the coach expects certain things out of you that, that you can deliver that freshmen can't deliver because they don't know. Um, they, what they say, the old saying is, the best thing about freshmen, you become a sophomore, and then <laughs> on and on and on. Right. Because you gain experience. You have big games. The lights get brighter and brighter um, the more you play. 
Uh, you get experience in bright lights. And so by the time you get down to, you know, some guys who are just like you said, 24, Dave Singleton was 24. Right. You know, he's 24. Uh, when you get guys that are older and experienced and understand that light, they're comfortable under those lights and, and they can deliver under pressure. Mm-hmm. Tracy Murray in the house with us today, talking UCLA, talking Final Four, talking a, a crazy college basketball season. You brought the family with you today. Yeah. This, this is pretty cool. Now, we talk a lot when you're on the show about your coaching, talk about your daughters. Mm-hmm. It's great to see them. Your wife is here as well, too. So let, let, let's talk a little family here, man. I mean, <laughs> basketball is in your blood, as we know, all the way down in the Murray household here. And not only, but, you know... Your wife, Alicia, she's a referee as well, too. So I'm always afraid to, you know, to be around her because she and, might team me up at any a, given time. And, and she was a hooper. She played at Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, she's we're, a not trying to get, we're not trying to get the hell Pitt going today, babe. We're not trying to get it. She's a Panther. And, you know, they were, they were present in the Wait, wait how did a Bruin get with a Panther? That's what I want to know. Let's hear this story. LA Fitness, um, <laughs> working out in the gym, working out. Plus we had, um, she was coaching at the time okay. at Ayala High School, her high school. And, uh, they had a player named Ariel Marsh who we trained and coached. Okay. And, you know, just talking about her and between Ariel's mom and in her ear and my ear. And, you know, we've seen each other and all of a sudden we just uh, decided, let's, let's, like let's, let's, go, let's go get a bite to eat. Let's it see, it was a little setup. It sounds like it that. there we go. Somebody gave you an assist. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> definitely an assist. Definitely an assist. Uh, and then out of that comes Malia. You know, you you, you call her the jump shooter. Yeah, she's, she's a sharpshooter. Yeah, she's 10 years old. And, you know, she's over here with the big smile on her face right now. And she doesn't mind getting on the mic, right? Does she mind getting on the mic? I want to know. Does she do, mind? Do you want to get on the mic, okay, Malia? Because I, I want to ask you a question. Okay. I want it now. I've heard stories. You don't know this probably, but unless your dad comes home and talks about our conversations, but I don't think he does. But, uh, he talks about that you guys have played boys teams and you guys have beaten boys teams. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How good did that feel, be- beating on some older boys? It felt good because it makes me feel like... Go ahead. Take your time. It makes me feel like we're good enough to beat any boys team. Yeah. Gives you confidence, somehow. Yeah, gives me confidence. That's right. You, you know, and as your dad will tell you, playing against older competition mm-hmm. is is always the best. So that gets you ready. So what do you what do you want to do? Say five, ten years from now, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go to school? I want to go to school at UCLA. There she goes. There she goes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. You got you got plenty of blue and gold in your closet, don't you? Uh, uh, there's a fight song. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Absolutely. I should probably knows the words of the fight songs too. How often do you go to Poly Pavilion? Uh, not often, but we go sometimes. Do you go sometimes? You go. You go to see your mom ref most of the time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, okay. the, the men games are, are hard to get into. Yeah. yeah so okay. So I want to see the women play sometimes. So yeah. you know, so she can. You know, Corey Close knows who she is. Oh. <laughs> okay, so is your game more like your mom's or your dad's? <laughs> both. both. Both, right? Mm-hmm. Both. They're both shooters, right? Yeah. All right. Tell me, tell me the best thing your dad taught you. Oh. To shoot. <laughs> Do you remember how old you were when he started teaching you the form to shoot? Because he, as you know, he had just pure, pure shooting skills, pure form. Eight or nine. Eight or nine, right? 
Maybe before that, maybe right? A little bit, maybe a yeah, little bit before maybe that. Like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. With the Nerf ball back when she was like four, <laughs> three or four, probably, right? They still play with that inside the house sometimes, too. All right. So we got the sharpshooter, and then we got the other one. Then okay. we got we got the enforcer over there. The enforcer. No, I love but, it. But you know what? She can shoot the basketball, too. She's just a little bit more physical. She's a Murray. Of course she's going to be able to shoot the basketball. And, and, and she's starting to learn now. Mm-hmm. You know, she's now starting to get into the workouts with us because mm-hmm. she's inspired by her older sister and wants to play with her. Okay. You know, and she wants to be on the prodigy team with her her cousin yeah. too. So, she says, "I, I want to be on prodigy." So she just started. I said, "Well, it's going to start with individual workouts with us." And mm-hmm. and now she's starting to work out too. You want to say something, Tiana? Yeah, let's get Tiana on there. Let's go enforce her. What do you got? What do you, What do you got to say? How much do you love basketball? A lot. Do you? Do you have any <laughs> other favorite sports? Just just all basketball. No, no, you yeah. play other sports. Tell them. Mm-hmm. I, I play soccer too. Okay, Strike, yeah. striker. Both of them play soccer, as, you know, to for the footwork as of well. Of course, you know yeah. that 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 can help. You know, when you're when you're taller and yeah. and you have big feet, you need to work on your coordination, and yeah. they're they're very coordinated right. um, because of the the foot skills with soccer. All right, now do, have you coached both of them? She or coaches soccer. She, Alicia does. No, no, my but, wife. but from basketball. From basketball, have you coached well, both, the, both, I'm both tra- the daughters? I coached Malia, but, mm, right. but training with Tiana right now right. Um, just to try. You know, she's in, in, in younger leagues mm. uh, around the locally right now just to try to get some experience of mm. of playing. Uh, right now, uh, you know, Alicia and I are in the gym uh, just trying to work on their skills and, and trying to get yeah. Tiana to where she understands to play without double dribbling and traveling and stuff like that. And when you get to that level, now we can start experimenting with putting her with the older players and with the older girls. She's been in a couple of practices with Prodigy. That's how, how Tiana, you, you practiced with Prodigy a couple times, didn't you? Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can hold your own, right? Playing against, uh, against older kids. That's why, awesome. Why are you so sad? I, I want to. You, you know, wanna, you talk a lot. I want to ask Malia so one more question here before I let you guys go. Okay, Malia. Now, I know your dad's coached you, right? So, uh, tell me about your dad as a coach. Uh oh. Um. Does he yell much? Yes, he <laughs> does. You ever see him get mad at parents? At parents? <laughs> well, referees. A little bit. Oh, yeah, reference. Oh, yeah, definitely reference. Yeah, sometimes, 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 sometimes. You know what? Some, you know what? To 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 be honest and to talk about that for a second, um, referees are humans. So I don't get so much mad at the officials too much. I I just kind of tell the team to kind of play through it. Mm -hmm. Um, The obvious, yeah. You know, call the foul or call a double dribble. The obvious, but that's part of working a referee as a coach. Um, but but as a you know coach, and parents are trying to coach from the stands, or parents coming to the bench during the game uh, to give their kid Gatorades and stuff when that should have been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have an issue with that yeah. because uh, my dad never did that or my mom never did that. They respected our coaches. They didn't show up in offices and say, well, my kid need to be doing this and my kid need to be doing that. Your kid shows the coach what they can do. And then the coach puts them in position. Do you think the coach want to lose? Do you think the coach want to lose their jobs? No. So the coach puts you in places where you can succeed and help the team win, but the parents 
they watch too much TV. <laughs> they, they, they really, yeah. they think that we all live through yeah. what we call parent goggles. Yeah. And of course, there's nothing wrong with supporting your kid and loving your mm-hmm. kid. But in this game of basketball, there's a certain po- uh, point of reality that, that needs to be understood. You know, if, if, if you don't have, if you're not honest with your kid, how are they going to get better? Yeah. And, and I, I think that's the major problem with today's parent when it comes to sports is they have to be honest with what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with encouragement. Encourage your kid. Be your kid's fan. But also be in touch with reality of what your kid is. Mm-hmm. Well said, my friend. Well said. We speak the same language. Yeah, We've absolutely. We've both, both been at it. Uh, appreciate you guys being here today. All of you guys. It's uh, it's always great. You know, I've been following the pictures and the stories and, <laughs> and hearing it from your dad. So it, it was, it's great to see you guys today. So continue success with that. And Vegas is like your second home. You. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You guys are here a lot. So, yeah. you know, you got they, they, they got the open door to come anytime they want. You, you know? guys hear that? Open door, yeah. no question. <laughs> All right, well, uh, go Bruins, and and, go we, Bruins. and we'll say you know go Panthers next year. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you have to say go either team next year, right? Exactly. You're all done. <laughs> but 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 at least you guys got something to common. You're both blue and gold. And both so, blue and gold. We're both sitting at home. That's right. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, much nice. love for you, brother, as much always. Love, TC. Uh, Appreciate it. We'll talk to you more during the course of uh, the NBA season as we yes. uh, turn the page with that. And uh, always great to have Tracy Murray in that house and the Murray family. Much love as well, too.